Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. It's Shep Hyken. We are back on Amazing Business Radio with another amazing episode. Very excited today because we have Gabe Larson, the VP of Marketing at Customer, spelled with a K, just so you know. A few quick things before we get started. If you have an amazing story you want to share with us or you have a question, just go to any of the social media channels and they're all of them, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm there. And if it's question, make sure you use the hashtag Ask Shep, and I'll answer the question right there, or I'll email you back. I'll do it on this show, or I may do it on my TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Amazon Prime, uh, Apple TV, Roku, C-Suite, and even on YouTube. You can go to beamazing.tv. All right, let's talk about customer service and customer experience with Gabe Larson, the VP of Marketing over at Customer. So Gabe, welcome to the show. Hey, appreciate it, Chef. It's good to good to see you. Good to be on. It's good to be here in general. No doubt about that. So I know our friends may or may not be familiar with customers spelled with a K, but go ahead and give us the like, uh, you know, the short elevator pitch, if you will. Absolutely. Short elevator pitch is we're the leading customer service CRM software out there helping companies raise their overall customer experience and if you don't mind me uh, mentioning, big news over here at Customer with the K is we recently um, made an announcement that we will be joining Facebook to help brands thrive in this digital economy with modern customer service. So excited about that news as well. So, I mean, I just want to say, and, and it's public, it was for a small, just $1 billion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reminded of uh, Austin Powers, $1 billion. <laughs> That's right, when he gets his pinky up there. Right. Yes, we're, uh, we're, we're very excited about it. I think it'll be a fun, um, a fun transition. They're doing some fun stuff, and I think the combination will be great. Well, I think that's really cool and how CRM, customer relationship management, might tie into Facebook. Why is that interesting? And and I'm just going to give you my take on it. And you tell me if I'm right or wrong. And I'm okay if you say, Shep, you're wrong. Fair? Please, let's do it. Facebook basically can build a profile of your perfect customer based on your other customers. Uh, I think they call that mirroring. Is that correct? Um, Um, I'm not sure. I'm not not sure. Well, essentially you find, let's say that you have a number of customers and these are who you connect with in Facebook. You can get Facebook to find all of these other customers that bring you the exact same type of information about this, you know, who they are, size of company, uh, you know, financial, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, number of employees. And then they can build this profile and you can match or mirror the current customers and and promote Mm -hmm. to others. So I see customer being a CRM, being able to bring all this information in from Facebook and building out your current customer relationship management profile on your customers and maybe even creating some new ones. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, you know, truthfully, I'd say you're more in the wrong direction. Oh, um, good. I'm hoping you will, will correct me on that. <laughs> no, well, you know, the main thing, truthfully, is this omni-channel customer service. Um, with our complementary capabilities, you know, we believe we'll help more people, more companies get customer service that's faster and richer, but more important, 
wherever and however they need it via phone, email, text, web chat, messenger, WhatsApp. All right. And this is an even better reason for Facebook to buy customer. And, and because I thought maybe it was like, okay, we've got all this great information about customers. How can we improve a CRM? But what you're saying is that um, Facebook is looking for a better way to provide uh, the general world customer support by using the Facebook channel and not another channel. Well, Am I still wrong? No, no, that's in the right direction. Okay. And, and we wanted to talk a little bit about this, but we might as well jump right in because you, and I'm going to get tactical just so you can visualize it. You know, mm -hmm. one of the big advantages of customer is an omni-channel customer service platform, right? True omni-channel. We can get into what omni versus multiple means. I think a lot of people out there know, but we have our take. But if I'm a business and I'm selling via social, um, I'm, I'm, Maybe I ran an ad on Instagram and somebody bought it and then they hit me back. They actually DM me on Instagram um, or they actually jump on Messenger and hit my company Messenger. I mean, you know this, they jump on LinkedIn or they jump on email. Those are seven different tabs for that small business, right? That maybe e-commerce company. And it's hard for a rep to manage my Instagram tab and my Facebook tab and my Gmail and I got my phone tree and and those businesses would really benefit from an omni-channel approach where a rep would be able to sit down in front of a screen and it doesn't matter the channel it's coming in from. So the rep, it all looks like one conversation. They don't even know what, they, or maybe they know, but they really don't care they what channel it's coming in. Yeah, and then when they respond, they can just click a button and send it via text, send it via email, send it via messenger. And that is very important to complete the commerce life cycle. I mean, if you see what's going on in e-commerce and social commerce, we're now buying, obviously, we're marketing, we're selling, but that fragmented experience on the customer side, I see it every day when we go out to our prospects and it's, it's swivel chair interface to its best ability. Now it's not just with the phone and email. Now, I mean, <laughs> I feel bad when you were introducing yourself, you know, you know, ask at chef on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, the list goes on. Wherever like, they want to go, we're going to be there. Well, I'm trying actually, you might want our platform, chef. I'm going to sell you on it right now. Imagine if you just logged into one of them and you could answer on all of them and you could do it individually or just do it mass. That's the power of an omni channel. And I tell you these customer service agents, they just, they thank me when I walk out because you, you finally brought it into one interface. So I went, I went a little, make me a deal. Time. We could, we can raise it back up, but I wanted to just help you visualize. That's one of that that omni channel that that customer service across any channel. I think is going to be a big big thing. It's a big thing for us. That is who customer is. Huge. Is this also an opportunity for brands to not only uh, have direct connections with customers, but anytime a customer were to leave a review or mention your name on any of these channels, will that pop up in the profile? That's right. That's right. Okay, good, good. I love that. I love that. So a really great opportunity there. I do want for the audience's benefit to hear your take on the difference between multi-channel and omni-channel. Yeah, you know, um, I'd go tactical one more time here because we do get this a lot. A lot of people come to us and say, I already have an omni-channel solution. And what I believe they have is a multi-channel solution. Multi-channel would be what I was explaining before, where you can interact with every one of your customers on any channel. That is a multi-channel solution. The difference is, is when all of those channels get baked into one continuous conversation so that the rep doesn't understand or doesn't really, again, they understand and realize, but 
they don't know the difference because they can then see all channels in one continuous timeline for, they can just scroll up and down almost like your Facebook timeline if you can visualize that. That's where the Omni, where all the channels come into one. Multi, I can still contact anybody, but I do have to have five or 12 different tabs, Gmail, phone, call center technology, message. You can use all of them, but you don't have them all in one single interface where you can interact and discuss. All right, perfect. So we all understand that. And just to give you more clarity, if I decide I want to email you and then the next time I want to call you, well, actually, let's not even use call. Let's just stay with messaging, email. Next time I want to text you. And uh, as my account comes up, it's a continuous conversation. It's not like I'm having to start over just because I'm on another channel, which is another benefit to the Omni channel. That's, that's exactly right. Yep. That's exactly awesome. All right. Let's talk about what's happening today. Uh, we're going to do this for a few minutes and we're going to take a short break, but you know, there's been this dramatic acceleration in e-commerce. And by the way, I look at COVID-19, there's a lot of bad stuff that happened because of this and it continues to happen. But when it comes to business, the certain businesses are looking at this a different way. They're not looking at it as a disruptor. They're looking at it as an accelerator. And you've seen dramatic acceleration toward these new commerce models that many businesses hadn't thought of. I do believe they would have eventually gotten there. It's just COVID sped it That's all right. up, hence the word acceleration. So let's talk about how they've turned social and you know what customers want yeah. and what's a little different today than just even... Uh, you know, beginning of this year. That's right. That's right. It's funny. We kind of went deep. Let us back up just a little bit here. But, um, you know, I've been using the word me economy. Um, and I've the been me economy. Uh, the me economy is what we're experiencing right now. And if I had to put my finger on five points of the me economy, it's one um, self service. You know, you've seen the stats, we're experiencing them not on, not 100%, but we're seeing 50, 60, 75% of companies want to experience your brand via self-service. Oh, that's huge. You mean um, customers want to experience your brand? Yes. Customers you said companies. Okay. Just yep. want to make sure I clear. Yep. Yeah. And, and um, customers on that. Number two is this real time anywhere. We have a stat that says 77% of customers expect their problem to be solved immediately. That's at 2 a.m., 4 a.m., 7 a.m. When I have a question, I want it to be resolved very quickly. Number three, continue down that personalization. That one's not going away. I think it's only been with COVID. It's grown bigger. Number four, and that's what we were talking about, channel of choice. Um, I've got some interesting stories and maybe we can get into them, Shep, where people are, they're on the move. They're at their home and then they're jumping in their car and they're switching channels. And Again, this Omni comes into place. We're just finding that the majority of customers, they want to contact you on their channel, not your channel, the channel they want, and they want to be able to switch easily without running into those problems of that we've typically run into when you, you kind of switch agents or switch channels. And then last but not least, the effort experience. It's just companies are switching effort. If you've got high effort experiences, I think those, um, you know, Matt Dixon and those guys, they had it right when they talked about the effortless experience. We're seeing that higher and higher. So me economy is just, it's all about me. And it really belongs in those five pillars, self-service, real-time, personalized service, channel of choice, and low effort. That's how I'm summing up the last 
cataclysmic event that we went through in the last 10 months. I, I can't disagree with any of that, especially the idea of low effort. So let's take a short break. When we come back, I want you to share some examples of exactly what we're talking about in these five me economy principles. I love this. Don't go away, everybody. We are on Amazing Business Radio talking with our good friend, Gabe Larson. We'll be right back. Does your team struggle to handle high volumes of support calls and emails during peak times? Well, if so, Salvi has your back. Salvi's next-gen chatbot and automation platform built on real AI technology delivers an effortless experience to your customers 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Salvi is not like traditional chatbots that are easily confused by customers' questions and require lots of technical training and expertise to build and maintain. No, Salvi is intelligent, low maintenance, and fully customizable for a brilliant customer experience every time. Visit www.salvi.com forward slash chef for a free Salvi demo and a CX consultation on how Salvi can be personalized for your brand and business. Salvi, the next gen chatbot platform. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking to Gabe Larson, the VP of Marketing over at Customer. And we just heard about these five me commerce principles, self-service, real-time, anywhere, uh, personalization continues to grow and be more important. The channel of choice, we talked about omni-channel earlier in the show, and this low effort or low, uh, uh, I, I actually will flip it around, a very convenient experience, to use uh, my phrase, the convenience uh, of it all. <laughs> so like let, let's riff on that a little bit. Give me some examples of, you know, the e-commerce self-service. I know I want to get it resolved. I, by the way, I wish you could have been with me last night when I called the company. I just bought a big screen TV for my wife for Christmas. It's our gift to each other. And I had, I, I, I personally installed it with my buddies. We hung it on the wall. This is a big TV. Yeah. Turned it on and it worked for about 30 minutes before it stopped working. Yeah. And the experience I had on the phone last night being transferred, moved around, Oh my gosh, what a terrible experience. After about an hour and 20 minutes, I finally went to bed. When I woke up this morning, there was a message saying, we're sending a technician to your house. Because I said, I'm not taking the darn thing off the wall. It's only been up there for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, that, that I think there's one thing that underlies these five pillars that we talked about in the economy. And, uh, and I had a gentleman the other day tell me, he said, um, Gabe, I believe what we have right now in customer service is what I call the Frankenstack. And it's just this conglomerate of technologies that we've built on over the last 20 years. I mean, it started in the 90s with great call center technology, and then they added some CRM and then a help desk system. And then they've added, you know, um, um, some other channels like chat, messenger, et cetera. But he's like, we, <laughs> we bolted on all of these things over the past 20 years, and it's creating... I think what a lot of people are frustrated with, and I think you just had it, and I think these five pillars would help, but you have customers who are, they come to the website, they can't get the self-service or they come to the website, they don't have the channel of choice or they're switching channels and getting different answers and agents are hunting and pecking and siloed information and ticket merging and swivel, all of the problems that we know. I do think technology, as I hear you bring up that example, um, that there's a, certainly an underlying cause that if you wanna get this right, 
these five pillars, you're going to have to get to a technology platform that just makes a little bit more sense. That isn't so Frankentech. Right. Well, I like, like, I think of Frankenstein, they just threw a bunch of parts of human beings together and came up with this guy. Right. Okay. <laughs> and this is what's happening. Oh, that's a great solution. That's a great solution. Let's keep stacking them on top of each other. And now we have the Frankenstein customer support solution that looks like a monster. It's a beast. Doesn't it feel, I mean, when I call into these companies or when I'm chatting with these companies, it feels Frankenstein-esque, you know, and, and oftentimes it's because of that silo, right? Like how many of us have a chat program and I'm going into self-service a little bit. It's so powerful um, because it can now deflect a lot of these questions like where's my order or we got a company, 67% of initial inbound inquiries are now being handled through a bot strategy, 67%. And they're doing millions of transactions a year. I mean, that just translates into such cost saving. But the problem with a lot of these chatbots is they don't connect to your CRM system. So you run into that problem where I'm talking to somebody and I say, where is my order? And somebody says, let me go check our order entry system. And you say, pause, 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 pause. You lose the magic. Or you're going to chat with somebody and they say, hey, I, I got to run at the moment. How can I, can you call me when you find an answer? <laughs> the chat agent calling like what like what what in what world would that be possible because the chat program doesn't have anything to do with your cisco system like no you got to pass them to another agent and then what happens that agent calls them and says hey i have no clue about you why am i calling you so i just so, yeah <laughs> and but you know i know i think you're talking uh I won't say that's an extreme example. It is, but here's the problem with that extreme example. That's a typical example. It's, it's typical. And again, it's coming down to your system. You, you bought a chat program and it's phenomenal, but it doesn't connect with your order entry. It doesn't connect with your channels. It doesn't connect with your CRM. And so it's, it's just a great chat program. So that would be my quick tip on the self-services. I do think there's a place in most businesses for self-service, but if you don't have that connected to something else, you're going to get, you know, on the maturity model, you're a, you're a one or two out of five, but look, crawl, walk, run, right? So it's a yeah, good place. Integration, integration, integration. That's right. That's right. Right. All right. So real time anywhere. Give me uh, an example of that. Yeah. You know, this one I think is interesting and, and I want to dovetail it just a little bit, but we've got a company out of Europe. Um, this one does have a lot to do with your knowledge base, how searchable it is and how um, easy it is to use, but it also comes back to your chat program. This I just thought was such a fun example, so I'm going to twist it a little bit, but some of the things that people are doing is they're allowing bots to basically have um, language detection, and I love this feature and functionality. So we have somebody in Germany writing a company who is based out of France um, but they are actually writing them in Hindu. You know, your mind kind of almost blows up. It's like, wow, there's a lot of different language things in there, but what do we care most about? We care most about the customer. And so we want to give the ability for that customer, if they speak Hindi, we want to have them to be able to be responded to in Hindi. What, what, what you can do is if someone has a problem, doesn't matter the time, this language detection and chatbots routes that, that problem, that incidence, that ticket based on the language that was written to an agent that can then respond in Hindi. Boy, does customer satisfaction go up. So you're killing two birds with one stone. One, you're still solving that anywhere real time. 
but boy, are you meeting them on that personalization journey because you're focusing on them and the language they speak. I just thought that was such a powerful example. One to pass. Yeah. And, and you've, you've jumped into personalization with this. Yeah. Um, any more to add on personalization? You know, I just think personalization is all about CRM. So I'm going to come back to systems again on this one. I just think we are now to a place where if your channel structure, if your ticket system does not work with your CRM, I know it's difficult, but I would just beg you to try to figure that out. When someone calls, text, chats in, and you don't know about the order that, and I'm using order because it's such a simple example. Yeah, it's easy. You don't realize they bought something last week? Last week or two weeks ago. Right. Um, or you don't know about them, or you don't know that they just called in on a different channel. It, it, we're, we're beyond that now. So anytime somebody interacts with you, you need to get to that place of tying your CRM in with your channel so that those agents can just say, hey, does this happen to be about this order? Or, hey, I saw you bought that two, two weeks ago. How's it been going? Um, your birthday, anything you can put in a CRM, bring it up because I'm telling you this starting, you know, hi, what can I do for you today? That's just, it's just old. It's just old. We're, we're past it. We're past yep. it now. Yep. And finally, we get to the one, well, actually not finally, we have two more, but you said this one, uh, you had some great examples and that is the channel of choice. Yeah, this one is... Um, you know, I just saw it play out with an, with an organization where it was just so amazing because we, I, I, you know, I grew up a little bit in this space. I haven't been around as long as you have, Shep. So let me caution that. But are you saying I'm that much older than you? No, no, no. I just said you have, a, you have a lot of experience. Oh, okay. There it is. <laughs> um, but it was just amazing to see this. And so I want to try to describe it, but you had somebody chat in on a program and I'd alluded to this a little bit earlier. The person had to jump off chat. They said they had to take their son to a some sort of sporting event. They're like, Hey, I, I want to get this resolved. How can we connect? Can you call me? The agent said, yes, um, absolutely. So two minutes later, click of a button, you know, this agent is calling this person in the phone on the phone and the person on, on the phone as they're driving said, Hey, I, do, I can't chat right now. Can I hand you to my wife? Um, this would be better done maybe via text message. So they hang up and this is just, it's so, it was so seamless, this experience. So the wife now has the phone and she's texting the agent as if she was chatting and they didn't skip a beat. It was just, I mean, Jeff, I, maybe it doesn't sound Three separate like, channels. They, they moved from three separate channels all in about seven minutes without skipping a beat all to the same agent. And it was the future of Omnichannel. And I just, I, I just, we've got to meet the customer where they are because I'm busy. You're busy. We're moving. I'm on Facebook. I'm selling on messenger. I'm on the phone, wherever I am, you need to be. And you got to make it simple and omni-channel is the way to go. Yep. And use the word simple. And I believe you, we would refer to the experience that that couple had or that family had as a pretty convenient low effort experience, which takes us to number five. Yeah. I like that segue. Yeah, this one, I just, the, the convenience generation, um, and I almost feel like this one encompasses everything that we've just talked about, um, but it's something that we just have to look at. I, I think that, you know, I'm more of a believer that, you know, when you're looking at how to measure your customer journey, you've got to take every step and look at it like um, the convenience, um, because, and I, I think it falls into this me economy, this generation that maybe is a little more interested in me they're just switching like crazy chef. Um, if they experience something that isn't convenient, they will go somewhere else. And so I think convenience is the goal, 
those four other those four other pillars maybe are the way to get there again channel of choice and uh, real time um, self service etc. So I'm glad you're high on convenience. We surveyed over a thousand consumers in our achieving customer amazement report, uh, and what we found is that uh, sixty over sixty percent of customers are willing to pay more for a great experience. If the experience is convenient, it's uh, just a little over sixty eight percent, almost sixty nine percent. If that convenience includes delivery, which is the ultimate convenience, especially in the wake of this pandemic, that number goes to 90%. I remember restaurants that used to never charge for delivery. Today they do, and we are happy to pay for it. <laughs> Customers love convenience. Hey, Gabe, one final question. And by the way, this has been great. I, I have... I'm, I love it. I love learning, and I love hearing different takes on sometimes classic information. And I think you've taken five really important concepts, rolled them into one in this concept you call the meconomy. And is it, it's the meconomy, not the me economy. Yeah. The meconomy. Meco I just love that. It's just kind of, once I word. get used to it, it's just kind of rolling off meconomy. <laughs> and it's just the way, you know, we all know times have changed, but people keep asking me how times have changed. And now I just have one word to say it. Well, welcome to the me economy. I don't have to explain all the different research and um, stats. I just say it's the me economy, you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The one last question. It's a real quick answer. If you could leave us with one last tidbit. And by the way, I'll give you an easy out. It can be an emphasis of something you've already talked about, or it can be something brand new. What would that one thing be? Yeah, you know, I got to go back to that omni-channel. I just, I feel like, you know, all the cool stuff going on with social commerce, there's a whole world. That's a fun episode to dive into the, the world of what, what's, what's evolving from e-commerce into social commerce. But I just believe if you can be where people want them to be, where they want you to be, any channel, any time, I think you're going to win. Omni-channel's the, uh, the, the big thing for 2021. Yep. And it ties right into convenience because that's what our customers love. Thanks, Gabe, for being on the show. That's been Gabe Larson with Customer. This is why we call this Amazing Business Radio, because that was an amazing interview with lots of great and amazing information. We'll have another interview next week, so be sure to tune in. Until that time, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.